have some news to share. The Pumping Podcast now has two sponsors and I could not be more excited. So mamas out there listening, whether you're a soon-to-be mama, a new mama, or you're looking for a gift for someone, if you want an all-in-one feeding system that you can pump, store, and feed all from the same bag, my guest Sarah recommends to try the Kind Twist. And I now have a very special link just for you in the show notes. Kind products are the safest and most convenient way to collect, store, and feed breast milk. Check them out today in the show notes, and let me know if you'd like a free starter kit, and I'll hook you up. My next sponsor is Hypnobabies. You might have heard me talk about them before. If you haven't listened to episode 7 yet, take a listen. I sit down with the founder of Hypnobabies. Her name is Carrie Tushoff. Hypnobabies is a method of easily and naturally preparing for childbirth. There are also single tracks as well if you don't want the full method. And there are even tracks for non-birth-related things like how to quit smoking, to help your toddler sleep better, and even to ease that anxiety, which I know we all could use at many times. The most exciting thing is though, if you check out the link in the show notes and make sure you use the promo code PUMPINGPODCAST, you'll get 20% off. Check them out! Now off to the regular scheduled program. This is Jess, and you're listening to The Pumping Podcast. Welcome to week two of my little mini meditation and wellness series. This week, I sit down with a mama named Melanie. She's a mama of four from Illinois. This week, I thought it was important to sit down with a mama and just talk about what we're going through. Listen in as we just have a really honest-to-God conversation about how she's doing and how all of you mamas are doing during this time. We wanted to just sit down and really discuss that no matter what you're doing right now, whether that's fully homeschooling every day, whether that's making gourmet meals, or whether that's letting your kids run around in the mud outside and serving them hot dogs and mac and cheese, it doesn't matter, but you're doing a wonderful job and you're right where you're supposed to be. Melanie and I talk about ways that we can get through this time and just the real talk of how mom life is right now. I hope it finds you some comfort knowing that you're not alone. And she also has an awesome Facebook group that she leads. So if you want to be a part of that, let me know or reach out to her on Instagram and you can join that. That's what we need during this time, community. So here's Melanie. Today I'm sitting down and chatting with Melanie and I'm so excited to chat with her. I found her on Instagram and you have to check out her Instagram at mostly under control. I love what you say on here. It's helping you keep life, keep life and parenting mostly under control. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's all we can ask for some days, right? And I think now more than ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you are a mom of four and you're from South Suburb of Illinois. It's really funny because I feel like I gravitate toward Illinois and Utah moms. I don't know what it is. That's really (laughs) weird. It's really strange, but I find a lot of my guests have been from Utah and Illinois. Very weird, but <laughs> I, lo- I love I love both of those places very much, so it works out fine for me. So first of all, you run a blog um, that I think is very uplifting, and I say I say to my audience to go check you out on Instagram because 
I was really excited to chat with you just because of your lightheartedness. I think you you're, you seem very grounded and you I'm drawn toward your levity of life and mm. of parenting and in addition to what's going on currently at the moment. So what inspired you, first of all, to just start this blog? Um, when my oldest, who is now seven and a half, when he um, he was a little after two, when he was two and a half, I lost my job. I was pregnant with my daughter. He was two and a half. I lost my job. It was a big, ugly thing. And I was in early childhood. I was an assistant principal at a preschool and I was at home pregnant with a two and a half year old. And I was like craving being back to educating people. I was working in management there. So I was helping the teachers and um, I was like missing it so much. And I was going on interviews because I never in a million years thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. I thought I would like once all of my kids were in elementary school and I could be at home by myself all day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> exactly. want to be a stay-at-home mom when my kids were that little, like if I'm being honest. And um, I was going on interviews and no one was hiring me, hiring me because I was pregnant. Um, and I just, I had a friend uh, who was a blogger and she, I just started picking her brain about her blog. And I started with like early childhood activities, crafts and recipes. It was so intense and I got burnt out so fast. Yeah. Um, and once I started talking with my friend, uh, her name is Kelly. She blogs at Typically Simple. Um, she does a lot of education too. You know, she kind of told me like, you need to niche down. Like you cannot be talking to every mom on the universe. I, I just, I started niching down after I had my daughter and then I discovered a blogging coach. Um, her name is Jenny Melrose and she just transformed everything and really taught me how to niche down. So now I'm, um, more parenting, just kind of the struggles with parenting and how it's all normal and it's okay. Um, and I also do parent coaching and workshops. And I think with my coaching is more like Instead of, you know, you coming to me with problem A, instead of me telling you, well, your solution is X, I tell you I have three possible solutions, X, Y, or Z. Here is how you approach each of them. Now take this information and talk to me through which one you're thinking of choosing, and I will help you make that decision. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to help you make the decision on what to do. That's great. And I think really necessary with certain moms that I think probably feel sometimes like they don't know where to turn to and they don't, especially new moms, you know, mm-hmm. how do I solve so this? Overwhelming. How do I, how do I go through this step or overcome this or that? Well, going back into the past a little bit, what was life like for you before becoming a mom? You were in early childhood development? Yep. I was a preschool teacher. Um, I worked with three-year-olds and infants mostly. Um, and then became in man- I went to management right before I had my son, I think. Uh, yeah, because I, I was pregnant when I was in management um, with my son and then did that for about five years before I uh, stayed home. And so I'm guessing that it was your son. My question is, who made you a mom? That was my son. Um, he, I desperately, desperately wanted to be a girl mom. <laughs> <laughs> And I did the 20 week ultrasound. And when they told me that it was a boy, I moped for like a solid (laughs) two or three weeks about it. My like halfway into it, my husband was like, you have to stop this. Like (laughs) you got to get over it. 
And someone told me when I was pregnant, little boys love their moms. And, oh. you know, once he was born and, and, and he got older and, you know, we started to connect more, it, that was just so true. And then my second was a girl and I was like, what the heck do I do with a girl now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. And what was your first pregnancy and birth experience like? Uh, my first pregnancy was uh, pretty easy. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I loved it, <laughs> but I had, you know, the heartburn and I was nauseous in the beginning and um, I was working 40 hours a week. Um, it, it it wasn't horrible. I think my pregnancies got subsequently worse mm. as they went on. Um, but it was, you know, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't bad. I'm rambling now, but it really wasn't something to complain about. My twin pregnancy was a whole other story, but him, it, it wasn't bad. So bring us through that. That was, you were mentioning to me earlier, that was a little bit of a surprise. So, so we had, we decided to try for a third and I do not have any twins. Like my mom researched it for generations and generations and generations, and we just could not find twins anywhere. And um, my husband has a bunch of twins, but that doesn't matter. It has to be the mom's oh, really? genealogy. Um, so he passes that gene to any daughters that we may have. So now my daughter potentially, you know, is at a quote unquote higher risk of having multiples yeah. because she gets it from me and him. Um, and we joked in the beginning that it was twins because I was so sick, like couldn't function sick. And, uh, we joked and we're like, that's not going to happen. Like we had already bought our forever home. It didn't have enough bedrooms for four kids. <laughs> and we went to the ultrasound and my oldest was supposed to have a snow. No, the kids didn't even know that I was pregnant and he was supposed to have a snow day. And my daughter was going to come with us to the ultrasound, but she was two. So she wasn't going to really know what was going on. And so the night before they called the snow day. And so we sat them both down and we we're like, oh, mommy has a baby in her belly. We're going to go see pictures of the baby tomorrow. And they're like, okay. And um, we joked with the doctor about it being twins. And she was like, it's highly unlikely because she delivered all my kids. And she's like, it's highly unlikely. And then she's like, oh my God, there's two. <laughs> and I just was like, I, my kids were fighting over a chair in the corner of the room. Like there were two chairs right next to each other and they were fighting over one of the two chairs. And you're thinking how that tells me that I'm about to double the amount of children that I have. And I just was like, I, my husband thought she was kidding. Uh, my husband's a pretty even keeled guy. And even he was like, what is happening? Oh my goodness. Um, my doctor told me I was saying a lot of swear words. <laughs> I, she, and she just, you know, kept walking me through the pregnancy because it's high risk. And I said, I really hope that you're like writing all of this down because I am not, yeah, not obtaining anything. anything that you're telling me. Exactly. It's going in one ear and out the other. It, it was wild. I mean, it's still... We my, we went on a walk the other day and we got home and the twins are 19 months and they're climbing up the front steps and my husband and I look at each other and we're like why why do why do we have two toddlers why <laughs> like it just we still look at each other and can't believe that it happened oh my <laughs> goodness well thanks for finding a few minutes to step away from all of them I don't know how you did it but I'm grateful <laughs> well I'm I'm supposed to be in Charlotte for a blogging conference this week so my husband was already off oh, spring break that's good so he's home. So how are you and your family? How are you doing during this time? We, um, you know, my, I think my kids are, my oldest knows a little bit about what's happening. I don't really think my four-year-old understands. Um, we tried to explain it to them because um, we 
my husband's father and my parents obviously are at risk because they're um, seniors. And my mom has asthma and also um, a pre-existing heart condition. So we, they're all locked up. Um, <laughs> we won't let them leave the house. So we, we kind of explained it to my four-year-old that um, there's this really bad cold going around and it can be very, very, very dangerous for older people that don't have strong immune systems. And so to keep everyone safe, we all just have to pretend like we have those germs and we just have to stay home. We can only leave the house because, you know, they're missing out on school. And yeah. I said, you know, we can only leave the house for absolutely necessary things. So daddy has to go to work because my husband um, works in finance at retirement communities. So he's considered essential right now. So he still has to work, um, you know, and we can go to the grocery store and that's it. And my daughter goes to therapy once a week and I go to therapy every other week. So those are our stipulations, grocery store, therapy and work. That's it. Otherwise mm -hmm. we all have to, and we can go for walks, you know, and it's, um, we, we kind of just deal with it by laughing, to be honest with you. And I know that some people think that's really inappropriate, but, um, everyone has their own way of dealing with things, you know, and you have to, find yeah, what works for you. We have friends that live around the corner who's in my son's first grade class. And then they have another son too. And usually when we go on walks, we stop at their house and play in the backyard. And so we're like, you know, we'll stop at the house, but we have to say hi to them through the window or they can come to the front door and we have to stand by the sidewalk and we can say hello. And like, that's our human interaction. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think they're finally start. I mean, we've been off of school for, this is our third week. Um, and I think they're finally starting to understand. Um, I mean, my four-year-old asked the other day why we couldn't stop and talk to their friends. And she's like, oh, right, right, right. Cause there's a dangerous cold going on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You know, and someday they're going to learn about this in history class. Yeah, exactly. So clearly in your normal, minus all of this world craziness that's going on in your normal day to day, there are things that you do to stay mostly under control, as you call it. But what are some things and tips and tricks that you're doing now to stay mostly under control? So we are on a strict two walk minimum a day. <laughs> um, I am not an outdoorsy person at all, but my kids are. I hate the cold. I hate living up here. I would move down south in a heartbeat if I could. <laughs> um, but anything under like 55 is cold and uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So I've been forcing all of us to get coats on. Um, we go for walks at least two a day. So we total probably anywhere from one to two miles a day, depending on what kind of mood the kids are in. Yeah. Um, my big kids are mostly outside in the backyard playing because they're old enough they can play together um a lot of screen time I'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. um but you know I'm a firm believer in that every kid has different needs and boundaries for screen time so um you know my four-year-old needs lots of warnings of when it's almost over my seven-year-old can sit in front of a screen all day and it won't affect them my daughter could never do that yeah um we, I went on an Amazon panic shopping spree, like right when I first started. And I just had an Amazon package delivered today. <laughs> yeah. Like stickers and sticker books and bubble machines and Play-Doh, like all things that I hate, but I know they're a necessary evil right now. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Nap time is amazing. Um, we get about two hours of nap time during the day from the twins. The other two don't nap. And just lots of TV and snacks. So now we had chatted a little bit before about 
what so many moms are probably going through and feeling right now and mm-hmm. the pressures and the judgment. And I mean, it's the thing is, it's like crazy because there's enough mom shame in the world minus a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then you add this pandemic on top of it. And, you know, we're all supposed to be homeschooling and we're all supposed to do this amount of screen time or not, or we're all supposed to be creative or read or go for walks or whatever. And it's kind of exhausting. I think you have to kind of take the social media inspiration and all the things that you find from people, including from this podcast, you know, take what serves you best Mm -hmm. and what works for you and your family. Absolutely no judgment. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, but how, how are you, is that affecting you and how are you feeling other people are navigating that and dealing with that? Um, I, th- I definitely think it's very overwhelming because right now, you know, scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, it's all full of this activity and that activity and this live feed and that live feed. And I want to be over here for circle time. And I want to be over here for story time. And um, to be honest with you, my kids and I have not done any of that because I just feel like I don't even literally have the time to sit down and sort it all out. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in the process of making some graphics of Monday through Friday with different places that you can go and hang out and what time people are reading books and whatever to navigate it a little bit. I mean, I was going to do it for myself, but then I, I run a mom's group also. And so I'm like, I'm just going to share it with them too. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, and then also on the other end, you see all these other things scrolling through your feed that are like, you know, your child doesn't need to be taught right now. Your child needs hugs and your child needs nature walks and your child needs this. And it's like, you know, even I, who I tell people to ignore the judgment and don't listen to the comments, I feel so pulled into where I'm like, should I be sitting and teaching them? Even though I have a background in early childhood, I know that it's not completely necessary. Or do I say, screw the books and we're just going to go play in the mud all day today? Yeah. Which makes my anxiety soar through the roof because I'm not an outdoor person. So <laughs> I, I think it's important for moms to understand that it's okay to be in a happy medium, but it's also okay if you do want to be teaching them from sunup to sundown and it works for you and your family. If you want to turn this into a full on all out homeschool and you're enjoying it, by all means, you go right ahead. I'm jealous. If you want to shove your kids in the backyard all day with mud and sand and dirt and Play-Doh and bubbles and whatever, that's cool too. You know, if it works for you, we just shouldn't be telling each other how we should be spending our time right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that a lot of people are trying to just be of service for lack of a better word, you know, kind of trying to just put out their recommendations, you know, even the just the other day, I put out a post because an amazing author and illustrator that I know is doing readings every day on Facebook and Instagram Live. Um, and it's just offering information. Mm-hmm. But there is something hard about feeling like what you're supposed to do or what you're, you know, intended to do or or not doing enough and not being enough. And I think the other side of it is in the grand scheme of things while even these past two weeks, three weeks has felt like so long for everyone. (laughs) I mean, it's felt long for me. I can't imagine for moms, but it's really going to be a blink of an eye. And even if I dare say this goes six months 
I mean, I hope it doesn't, but even if it were to go six months in the course of your child's life, it's truly a blink of an eye. And no matter how you decide to share that time with them, they'll be getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what that is, whether that's a full blown education or it's just time on your lap getting love. Yeah. yeah I, uh, to be perfectly, and I told this to my husband the other day, I'm like, I just want my kids to come out of this not saying mom was a psycho and <laughs> screamed yeah. and yelled at us and then cried on the couch, curled up in a ball. Like that, if I can get out of this without them saying that, then I'd say we survived. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But it's like, I mean, literally no one has been through this before. Yeah. This is completely uncharted territory for all of us. I mean, our country is basically shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it every everybody is in this together and like not to sound hoorah and cheesy, but we're all just like holding hands and trying to get through to the next day yeah. to do it again. Absolutely. And I think there is a little bit of comfort in knowing that we're all in this together and it's not just a bad period of time for you that you have to go through, you know? And I, and I truly feel that there's no, um, like something that I'm getting so tired of seeing in all these groups is, you know, someone saying, I really, would it be bad if I went and did this, you know, I'm about to lose it. Well, listen, Karen, we're all about to lose it. (laughs) Um, you, my twins are nonverbal right now. And we were about to get started with speech right before all this went down. So you know, I'm, we're dealing with twins that don't know any words. And so it's just all day of eh, 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 mm-hmm. eh, not knowing what in the world it is that they need, you know, and I've got a seven-year-old who's potentially gifted and I can't sit and teach him. Like I can't make his brain do what it needs to do. And I've got a four-year-old that goes to therapy herself that has behavior issues. And it's just like, I saw a meme once that was like, whether you drowned in three feet of water or you drowned in 12 feet of water you still drown and wasting your time talking about who has it worse is not getting anyone anywhere yeah I totally agree with that along those kind of lines what do you think is the hardest challenge for mothers during a time like this I mean is it that comparison what do you think it is I I think it's I I think it's trying to balance, trying to find your balance of schoolwork, self-care, me time, because I, I, uh, before all this started, I had a part-time babysitter for like, you know, like 20 hours a week or whatever. Obviously she's not coming over anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I'm waking up with before the sun to get an hour or two to myself in the morning before everybody starts waking. I mean, bodies start getting out of bed at five 30 in my house. So I'm waking up before then so that I can get a little bit of time by myself, you know, and I think that the hardest thing right now is all of us trying to balance schoolwork, um, making memories with our kids, um, meals coming up with meals oh my god that's honestly my hardest thing right now is coming up with lunches for everybody (laughs) yeah it's so frustrating I already do dinners because I run a meal planning group on Facebook too and so like dinner is no big deal for me but lunches oh my god the lunches are killing (laughs) what are some things you've been doing um my kids are real big on cheese and carbs so like quesadillas macaroni and cheese buttered noodles 
hot dogs. Um, it's just like, honestly, just been, my husband and I laugh, we call it dad lunch, because if I'm not around <laughs> and my husband has to give the twins lunch, he typically just randomly will find like three things that do not go together <laughs> at all. Like two carbs and a, and dairy or something. And he'll just like, he no plate or anything. He just tosses it to him on the tray. And so we just keep joking that this is all just like this whole quarantine is just a bunch of dad lunches. Oh it's my just... gosh. Yeah. But that's the thing too. That... But they're eating and they're happy. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm a very healthy focused person too, but like you have to just get by. So like if lunch every day is just going to be mac and cheese, great. Like just have it be mac and cheese. And if... Yeah. We are not a healthy family by any means, but just coming up with new things is just like, well, and I the thing know. is they probably won't remember. I mean, I know, and they probably don't care to try anything new. I mean, I remember when I was little, like I always had my staples. I was happy as can be to have like spaghetti and broccoli every night. <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, I don't pick food battles with them at dinner. I'm just like, here's your dinner. If you don't like it, whatever, like no minimum bites, anything. I'm just like, yeah, just get it's through. just, a, it's just a battle that I, I mean, do they complain? Yes, they still complain, but I'm not into making six different meals no, a day. No, no. For everyone. Especially not under these conditions. Probably. Now that you say that, one of their memories is probably going to be, we got macaroni and cheese from mom whenever we asked for it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's fine. <laughs> like, Just, yeah. it's all good. What do you think is the most important thing for mamas out there to remember during during these challenging times? Uh, it's not a competition. I mean, I say that all the time about everything, but especially right now, it is not a competition. If you come out of this, you know, no one's asking you to come out of it with a high, you know, a high school diploma from your first grader. Like there's no teachers understand that it is hard because a lot of those teachers that are trying to give you lesson plans are also trying to teach their own children yeah, their lessons that those teachers are giving them. So these, these teachers understand what you're going through and there is no, there's no reward. I mean, the reward at the end of this is that we all got out of it. And right now, everyone knows that you're just I mean, there's no better analogy right now than you're just trying to keep your head above water. Yes, totally. Just keep those arms and legs moving. And and if breathe. that means <laughs> you skipped out on reading one day or you skipped out on a writing activity, this too shall pass. And we all need, and I really, we all need to give ourselves some grace because everyone, literally everyone is inconvenienced right now. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the world is inconvenienced right now. And if we can just make our kids feel safe, I think that's the bottom line. If at the end of the day, if our kids feel safe and our kids go to bed generally happy, yeah, <laughs> um, I think every I think you've done a great job. It seems like you lean a lot towards humor in in the posts that I've seen you do and things like that. How do you feel like that gets you through stressful times? Um. No, I just, that's kind of how I've always been. That's how my husband and I have always been. Even like if my husband and I get in arguments, like we'll try to have a serious conversation and one of us will find something, something inappropriate about it or something humorous or something. And we're like, we just, we just can't have a serious conversation. <laughs> you know what I've found recently? Um, I was reading this book that talked a lot about breaking 
your pattern and breaking somebody mm-hmm. else's pattern if you're in an argument or you're going through something or whatnot. And so my husband and I have come up with something <laughs> which is kind of funny and embarrassing to admit, but it works for us. So I encourage everyone to take it, <laughs> steal it for yourself. Um, but we came up with a little like movement thing that we do. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to tell you. We stand back to back and we shake our butts up against each other. <laughs> you honestly cannot stand like back to back with someone and shake your butt against them and not, and laugh. not laugh. It's like the funniest <laughs> thing. You just feel your cheeks like jiggling against each other and it's hilarious. <laughs> and so we found that, you know, we're spending much more time together now, but even we did this beforehand. It's like, if we were ever feeling tension or we were just nipping at each other for silly little things, one of us would just kind of get the idea that's like, you know what, forget it this is not worth it. And we'd run up to the other person and say, turn around. And then we just shake our butts up against each other and it would kind of break the ice and break that pattern, but it really, really works. So, um, I wonder even if as a couple or as Mm -hmm. a family, you know, if there's kind of like a word, you know, a breaking the pattern word or a movement that you do that really, you know, shakes things up because, I've found that to be really helpful and it just lightens the mood because naturally we're going to find, I mean, just on a day-to-day basis, we're going to find tensions, but in the climate that we're in yep. now. Yeah. I, uh, um, that's actually really cute. <laughs> I lo- it's really, I, it works. I recommend I, it. <laughs> that's such an interesting question though. It's like, why does humor work? I don't, I honestly have I, I had a rough, not a rough childhood. I mean, not at the hands of anyone really specific. It just, you know, my parents were separated and we just, we we had been through a lot. And I just feel like that's kind of what, I don't know. I just think that that's what my defense mechanism always was, was to go into, you know, I've, I've been diagnosed with anxiety. I've been diagnosed with depression and I feel like that's, that's just my thing, you know, and especially with my husband too. Um, that that's just our thing is we find I, I saw a um, wall art the other day that said, this family runs on love and inappropriate humor. And I <laughs> sent it to my sister and I, I didn't buy it. It was like on Etsy or something and I didn't buy it. And I sent it to my sister and she was like, you need that in your house. I love that. Yeah. Because that, that is totally us. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's so special that you were able to find somebody who's like-minded in that way to kind of mm-hmm. hold you accountable to keep keep that mindset up. Yeah. In this, in our crazy, crazy life, it, it takes, I mean, it's, it's intense. There's something going on all the time. It's, it's very stressful and, you know, it's important to have someone that, you know, is going to be there next to you through the whole thing. And when you have your breakdown, they're going to hold you up. Yeah. Where do you usually find some inspiration for humor? Are there any sort of books or other blogs or shows or anything that you watch or lean to it? Um, my husband, <laughs> um, my we brother put and him sister on tape so we can all laugh. <laughs> yeah. My brother and sister and I are pretty close and we, um, we always laugh because our, our text chain is not conversation. It's just memes. Um, <laughs> And that's all we do is send memes to each other all day long. And so lately we've been, I don't know if you've watched Tiger King or not, but like with Tiger yes. King and then 
coronavirus, like there, there is no shortage of memes right now. You know, it's just the way that our family has always been. Um, you know, and I have a good group of friends that, um, I have a couple of friends from high school that are very, um, we have the same, the same personalities, the same humors and, um, and my oldest is pretty funny. He makes up some pretty silly jokes. So <laughs> I think that's the other really beautiful thing about a time like this is like, you are probably not you specifically, but moms out there could potentially be getting extra quality time with your kids. I mean, yeah, they, um, my kids are pretty silly. And I think that's one of my favorite things about my Instagram account too, is I can document a lot of those things. Um, my oldest has been putting, uh, we've been putting fun facts in our front window, like, uh, two or three times a week. Oh, that's smart. Um, you know, and we posted in like the neighborhood Facebook groups and people will walk by and look at them. Like someone stopped and took a picture of it the other day. Um, and he like draws the pictures on the fun fact. And I do fact check them because a couple of them people have been like, are you sure that's right? Because he knows the most random things. And I'm like, it's right. Yeah. Like, just absorbs information like a sponge. And, you know, my four-year-old has been getting into Legos. Um, so she's been playing with a little, you know, and, and it's like, I'm kind of, I I told my husband the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting to know them because, um, I mean, we're together all day now and it is hard with the twins, like being able to focus attention on the older two when the twins are around. But, you know, when they take a nap, um, we do a little bit of schoolwork and then typically I can sit with them for a little bit or the twins go to bed an hour before the two big kids. So we have that hour after their bedtime too, that we can hang out with them. Also. Yeah. But, a little room to breathe kind of. Yeah, it is. It's like, I'm kind of like getting to know them because we're not like, go, 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 go all day. Is there anything else that you want to tell mamas out there or what is something that you want them all to know? I just think it's really important, as I said, and I'm sure that they've heard before. Um, everybody just needs to give themselves some grace right now. It is not if we're not getting through the whole lesson plan for the day, it's okay. Teachers are not expecting us to get through the whole lesson plan every day. Um, if your kids go to bed generally happy, <laughs> you know, and, and you're feeling okay to be recharged for the next day. And typically I tell people like, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Right now it's really hard to ask for help because obviously we're not supposed to be having um, human you know, contact with other people, yeah. but, um, zoom, this lovely platform that we're on now is amazing for that. Um, a couple nights ago, I hosted like a, a zoom chat with some of the girls in my mom group, you know, and there was only five or six of us there, but I laughed so hard. Some of the girls, uh, one of the girls that was on there, I had never been met before. Um, and we laughed so hard. And I drank my beer and ate my chocolate cake while we did the Zoom call and we got off of it. And I just, it was amazing how refreshed I felt just from seeing someone's face. Like I did another podcast interview a couple of days ago and it was through Zoom. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a person. Yeah. Just communing with other people, I feel like. Yeah. And, and it's someone that I see on Instagram a lot and I know through my blogging coach. And so, um, it, you know, it was, just, it was just nice to sit and talk like we're doing now and just like seeing another person's face. Um, so don't be afraid to send extra text messages to friends. Don't be afraid to ask for phone calls. Don't be afraid to ask for, you know, video calls. You can use Facebook Messenger. You can use WhatsApp. You can use Zoom. You can use FaceTime. Obviously we don't have iPhones, but um, 
Google Hangouts. Um, there's a bunch of apps that you can use yeah. um, to just have that face-to-face time with someone else. I think that's so, so, so important for us right now. If any moms that are out there are listening, would they be able to join in in the mom group that you have? So the the mom group that I currently have is, it's a private but hidden group. Um, so you have to be invited by a current member who you're friends with on Facebook. So if anybody wants to, they can reach out to me on Instagram um, at mostly under control. And then I would have to send them a friend request on Facebook. Um, but it's a really, really, really great community. And I have moms reaching out to me constantly telling me how, um, how welcome they feel and how I do such a good job of um, making sure that there's not, I mean, it's literally called no shame mommies. So I um, <laughs> love that. I do a really good job of making sure, I, basically keeping people in check. I think that people just come in and they just see the vibe of it right away. I think that would be really beautiful if you'd be willing, if there are any moms out there who are listening, who are looking for community, especially during this time and looking for some laughter and a place to not be judged or feel shame or anything. I think that would be really, really great. And if they could reach out to you, that's what we have to do in this time. We have to get together and we have to connect and laugh and just be mostly under control. Like you said, Every day, exactly. just <laughs> open our eyes, breathe, and know that, you know, it's just getting through every single day. That would be so it awesome. Is. Thanks for opening up that that opportunity for people. Of course. My last question for you is, what's something that you would like to tell your kids now for when they are 18? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone always says, I tried, you know, mama tried, mama tried. And I, I feel like that's a given. Um, Oh my gosh, this is such a loaded question. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because I feel like my answer is different for all four of my kids. You can give all four if you want or general, whatever you prefer. (laughs) Um, my oldest, he has a freaking heart of gold, but I, you know, my husband and I sometimes worry that he, he, that he would be easily manipulated. Um, I think honestly, if I, for the one thing for all four of them, I would say, don't ever, 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 ever give up on who you want to be. Don't try to be something else for someone else. So I think that there is a happy medium between A, changing who you are to make someone happy or B, changing a few little things here and there to be happy with someone. I think there is, you know, and I think it's really important that we, I think it's really important for my kids, for anyone, but for my kids, because I'm talking to them, um, understand the difference between those two things. I would never, ever, ever want my kids to change who they are or not follow what they want because of someone else. Mm -hmm. And you can't change anyone else and you shouldn't change yourself. No. And you, you know, and, and something that I've been thinking about a lot lately too, is, you know, with all these people, like putting people on blast, like I saw 10 people at the park today and I saw seven people on a walk together. And I'm like, just keep trying to tell myself, I cannot control the two houses down the street when they decide to get together. What I can control is me staying in my house and me following Mm -hmm. the rules. Um, we need to 
I literally sat down and wrote a list of things that I can control and things that I cannot control. And just sitting there and reading them is it's just like, you, you just, you can't control someone else and you can't control someone else's actions. And I think it's important to remember that your energy is better off on yourself. And that's such an important thing for them to remember as they grow up too. Totally. Thank you so much for taking the time away from your four kids. Like I said, give your husband an extra big hug for me. (laughs) I will. Tell him I appreciate it. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Mamas, if you're out there listening, check out Melanie O'Reilly Rogers at Mostly Under Control on Instagram. Check out her blog. I guarantee you'll find some laughs, some levity, some smiles to help keep your day. And if anyone wants to connect with her and be a part of her mama group, her No Shame Mama group, I love that. Uh, just reach out to her and she will make that happen for you. I think that's the most important now. Um, And I just, I say thank you for your groundedness, for your realness as a mom. I mean, I know that we can't all keep, make it perfect and there is no such thing as perfect, but just getting through every day, I think is really important. And um, your encouragement of grace is, is wonderful at a time like this. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The Pumping Podcast is a podcast for moms and by moms, and I am your host. I'm not yet a mama. I'm a mama in training. If you're enjoying what you hear, please take a minute on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more mamas out there can find us and listen along while they're pumping or breastfeeding. If you'd like to be a guest and share your story, email me at thepumpingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me if you have any questions for any of my guests, and I will reach out, get those answers, and relay them to you in a follow-up episode. A big thank you to my friends Ashley and Kelly for the use of their baby's laughter, and my dear friend Erin Adams for writing my gorgeous theme song. You can follow along on Instagram at The Pumping Podcast, and go ahead and share the podcast with a mama you know. Until next time, keep on pumping.